And this is Wes Colton with the Introvert Unbound podcast. Uh, for this episode, we have Jim Saunders with us. Uh, Jim has a 20-year career as an introverted research scientist, and he's worked his way up to a leadership position. Uh, he compiled his tips and strategies to succeed as an introvert in a large organization in his book, Introvert Shine, Career-Boosting Communication Hacks to Speak Confidently and Build Your Network. So, welcome, Jim. Thanks, Wes. Great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. So, at Introvert Unbound, we do a lot of stuff for introverts. Um, a lot of our focus is on dating and social stuff, but a good component is on work situations. And we're actually working to expand that a bit more because that can obviously be a challenging area for a lot of introverts. So uh, when I saw you on Twitter and your entity, Introvert Shine, I was like, this, this is a guy I need to talk to, and I'm really psyched to have you involved. Great. Thank you. So, so what would you say is the biggest challenge for an introvert in the workplace? So I'd say, I'm speaking from my experience, but I see it a lot around my organization and other organizations, is being able to basically speak up and express your ideas to others, you know, put yourself out there to, you know, try and influence the organization or bring an idea forward or move the project forward. So it's something that I had struggled with, um, but it's something, so as I moved up in the ranks of my organization, you know, I was called on to do these things mm-hmm. uh, to influence and make a difference. So that's one area that I think introverts can struggle at, you know, yeah. putting themselves out there, taking a little risk, putting their ideas out there. So I, I think that's one area that um, if you want to move up and have a larger position and more responsibility, you need to you know, figure out a way to get over some of those fears to, to speak up and, and be heard. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, obviously, even if you're just content with your current position, speaking up, engaging more is going to benefit you and your, you know, communications with your coworkers, but particularly if you're looking to get into a leadership position, you know, so your, your bosses or whatnot are going to want to see that you are that team player. You are able to communicate effectively. Um, Would you say that there are a lot of introverts out there who may be really excellent at their job, but they just, they don't necessarily have the, they haven't developed the skills to really interact and that can hold them back in their career? That's exactly what I'm saying, Wes. So, I mean, my recommendation is in those areas for, for someone who wants to move ahead is first you have to have the sort of a little motivation and willpower to, to do, to do better um, and improve in that area. So part of his mindset but my, you know, approach is to have not only the mindset to, you know, push my boundaries a little bit, take a little bit of risk, um, be a little brave, as I call it. It doesn't take a lot of bravery, it just takes a little bit to sort of go to that next little level. But on top of that, it has some little tips or strategies or approaches that help you with that fear or help mitigate that risk that, that might be in your head. So, um, so yeah, so there are, there are, I'm sure, a lot of people out there listening that, are good at their job, have a lot of good ideas, and the question is, you know, I'm, I'm sure they want to move up and put their idea out there. How do they do that and overcome some of those fears they might have? Right. I mean, would you say that, so there's the issue, obviously, of being able to communicate in terms of, you know, work projects or being able to bring a team together, but then there's also the issue of just being able to, you know, be friendly and have some camaraderie with your coworkers and stuff like that. Do you feel like that a lot of times introverts, they're just kind of 
I'm not going to go out to lunch with folks. I'm going to do my own thing. And that might actually, you know, prevent them from making some of those connections that are necessary for advancement. Yes, I agree with that totally. So, I mean, in a work environment, you can be an introvert and you can, you know, you can have that introvert style. But at some level, you have to have, you know, what, what I call a social bond with your coworkers. Mm. And you want to be, and that means being perceived as approachable and trustworthy and someone I can work with. So there is a balance where you can be yourself if you're an introvert. You know, you don't have to be the social animal in life of the party, but you do have to make sure that you're doing enough to be, you know, seen as, you know, someone that I can work with and would come to with the problem or someone I want on my team. So right. there is you know, a balance there to be struck if, if you're an introvert. Right, because sometimes introverts can be seen as being a bit standoffish, you know, when in fact it's like, no, 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 we're just doing our own thing. That You know, we're not we're not trying to be dicks or anything like that. We're just, you know, we want to go to lunch by ourselves, not because you, we don't like you, but we don't be want to be around you necessarily. And a lot of the clients we've worked with and other folks we've talked to, they, they don't want to fake it. And we don't encourage faking it. There is nothing wrong with being an introvert. There are many gifts to being an introvert. Um, I firmly believe that introverts have some of the greatest contributions to make to society. At the same time, I think that sometimes introverts will, will use their introversion as a crutch. They're like, no, no, no I, I never go out with anyone for lunch because I'm an introvert. And what do you think about that idea of kind of you know, not being a phony, not being someone that you're not, but at the same time being almost socially avoidant. What do you think about those two polar opposites? Um, yeah, I mean, you want to be seen as someone who's approachable. I mean, you, you can, you don't have to go to lunch maybe all the time, something that you don't want to do as, as an example. Yeah. But um, at a minimum, you have to show some, some effort at connection, we'll put it that way. Mm. So, I mean, for me, I'm not a uh, gregarious or funny joke teller, funny storyteller, but, you know, I, I, I make an effort to connect with people. So I do that by um, asking open-ended questions to sort of get a conversation started. So, mm. you know, what are you doing this weekend or, you know, what's something fun that you're doing coming up or take any good trips recently and that'll sort of open the dialogue get some back and forth going and one thing introverts are generally good at are good are listeners and are empathetic so mm -hmm. when you open up that dialogue get it going you know you usually have a nice back and forth with that person on a topic and, and you also learn what they're into so you know this person i know is into cooking so i'll, I'll try to remember that for the next time so mm -hmm. You know, if, if, if we're in a conversation or in the hallway two weeks, a month later, I can ask, oh, yeah, she's in. I remember she's into cooking. I'll ask her about her latest, greatest recipe or if someone's into running, you know, have they done any good runs or good places to run. So using my natural skills of maybe being a good listener and empathetic to, you know, build trust, build conversation, build approachability with that person. Right. Yeah, I really like that. And I like what you're saying. It's basically like you don't have to be some charmer who is, you know, being hilarious all the time and trying to win over your audience. You just have to put in a genuine effort to show that you care about their lives, basically, right? Yeah, and I mean, I think like most people in introverts, we are just another people mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. their well-being, what they're like, maybe 
we 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 can be perceived as not being that way, but you know, a small effort to engage, um, you know, demonstrates that we are that we are trustworthy and interested in them as people. Right. Yeah, I think that's really good. And like I was saying before, one of the obstacles we come up against when we work with people is that, you know, I think part of this is is coming from a good place. They they don't want to be something they're not, right? They don't want to put on a show. And again, that's not anything that we suggest anyone to do, quite the opposite. But what would be a first step for somebody who has that kind of resistance, that they're at least telling themselves that the reason they don't want to be more social at the office is because, well, that's just not me. Um, so for me, a lot of it is mindset okay. in terms of, you know, so you, you're at a workplace or, an, or a large organization. Um, you want to be perceived as, I'll say, a normal person or respectful of other people and, you know, you want to make sure that you're doing the things to be perceived that way. You don't want to be perceived otherwise, or then you know you, you'll be a little bit marginalized or not not seen as valuable as you as you could be. So it's um, being self-aware that you you know you owe it to other people in that organization and in that building to you know have some connection with them, even though you know your your, your natural default style is not to be gregarious and. Um, you know, always engaging people, but you, I, th- I think you owe it to the organization and others mm-hmm. uh, to be engaged. And, and I think you, as an employee, you want to be engaged with at some level from others too, at, at, at a comfortable level for you. Right. Is that, does that make sense? Wes? That does. Yeah. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah. Thanks for that. So I think a lot of people, when they think about a corporate boss, you know, nowadays they'll think about maybe Michael Scott from the office and he's kind of that, you know, he's an airhead, but he's that typical extrovert, right? He's always just chatting people up and it seems as if that's kind of what got him through. Obviously he's a fictional character, but, but the idea is that, well, he is, you know, good at speaking to people, uh, even though he says idiotic things, you know, he's good at sales because he kind of makes a connection with people. So how, how could an introvert, so taking it from that ridiculous, ridiculous example, how, how could an introvert ever compete with an extrovert for a leadership position when they're, they have the gift of gab and all of that magnetic personality? Do we stand a chance? So good question. So a couple of years ago, I heard a statistic and I've heard it multiple times since then that, you know, even at the upper levels of leadership, if you do the the personality type tests, you know, around half, maybe 40%, you know, come out as introverts on that scale. Mm. Okay. So I was actually, I was shocked when I heard that about, but I've heard that a couple of times. Um, But to me, the key is, you know, you gotta, you gotta step up and participate and speak up when it counts. Okay. And when you have a good idea or when someone, someone comes to you to, either solve a problem or lead a group or sometimes you got to step out of your comfort zone and, you know, do things that are maybe not as comfortable for you. Um, Mm -hmm. And, but I've developed some sort of tips and tricks and strategies along the way to help you do that. So, yeah, so you're not always going to be the center of attention, but, you know, if you want to move up, you got to, you know, at, at critical times, you got to get out of your comfort zone and learn some ways to do those things that, that, that you're not comfortable doing. 
I like that a lot. Yeah, and I definitely agree. I use an analogy. I mean, it's a it's a, a bit of a violent analogy, but the difference between using a, sh a machine gun and a, a sniper rifle, right? So you know, extroverts are out there just like blah 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 blah, you know, just shooting off their word bullets everywhere. Whereas an introvert, we wait for the right time and we say just the appropriate thing. Would you say that that's you know the idea behind um, excelling more in the workplace as an introvert? Yes, um, I would say that's correct. So, and just two points to add on to that. Mm -hmm. um, one would be this is a commentary. So I, I had a talk with my it was a recent boss that I had, and he was sort of a new boss, and I wanted some feedback from him of how I was doing. And I asked him specifically about you know I know I'm on the quiet side, but am I doing what you need to do? And he made the comment that yeah, you're quiet, but you you know. When you need to speak up, you do, mm -hmm. and that was enough for him, and he was satisfied with that, and um, so I, I think that works for 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 management um, right. approaches. And this guy is an extrovert; he's actually more of a talkative type A, but he recognized that Jim's quiet, but when he needs to deliver or give an idea, he does. Cool. Um, so that's made some validation of the point that when when you need to speak up, it's the right point you do. Mm -hmm. That's what management's looking for. And my other point, just to add on to, you know, as you try and move up, if you're an introvert, you know, you're not going to make a big leap in your abilities in certain areas like presentations or leadership, uh, you know, in one step, you, you take small steps and you prove, um, you know, small steps at a time and over a period of years, mm -hmm. you know, you'll, you'll see the results and, and you'll move up and have more responsibility. So. Um, for someone who's trying to improve in an area, think about, you know, what small steps can I take right. um, to, to, you know, for long-term success? Yeah, now that, I like that a lot. And we definitely preach a lot of the, the baby steps kind of thing at Introvert Unbound. And it's not about necessarily transforming who you are and becoming this brand new person. That's definitely not what it is. But there are certain skills that if you don't put conscious effort into as an introvert, you're probably just not going to get better at those. And yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, the first step is wanting to get better and mm -hmm. saying to yourself, I'm going to be a little brave. I'm going to do things a little bit different. I'm going to step a little bit out of my comfort zone. I think a little is a key word. I don't mean, yes. you know, you don't have to do things that are terrifying, but, you know, small steps to try. Well, I'm going to try something a little different. I haven't done this before, but I'm going to put myself out there and, you know, improve in this area. Right. Right. Yeah. The point is that you don't have to burn yourself out. You don't have to be going nuts out there. It's just taking incremental steps. So so I know your book, Introvert Shine, discusses a lot of these tips and you call them a career boosting communication hacks. So you know, not to give away your book, I definitely um, encourage people to purchase the book and maybe you can tell them where they can do that. But um, what would be one what would be one pointer from your book that people could absorb? You know, I'm happy to share some ideas. So in terms of you know, expressing your ideas, voicing your proposals or ideas for improvements or on a project, um, there are a couple of things that I have used that, that work for me. Um, so first is the mindset. So if I got an idea, you know, I think, I, I think we should try this to solve a problem. Um, you know, so in my, as an introvert, I might have a little bit of fear that, well, I can put this idea out there, but, uh, someone may not like it. I mean, get rejected and make it criticized. And that, you know, for a long time that might had held me back from speaking up and, and expressing the idea, mm. but I've tried to shift that. And now my mindset is, you know, 
the worst case scenario, if I put this idea out there, is they don't like it for, you know, assuming a good reason. And if I understand that good reason, then actually I've learned something about the industry or, you know, where my thinking was off base. So I go into these uh, propositions where I want to put an idea out there is the worst case is I'm going to learn something new that I didn't know before. Right. The best case is, you know, they'll, they'll take my idea. So we're starting out with the, I call it a win-win mindset where you know, the worst case is actually really not that bad. And, and that helps me go over my fears or trepidation of, you know, speaking up about the idea. Excellent. Um, so it starts there with the mindset, but I mean, some other little tricks I use that, you know, if I want to put an idea out there, uh, I can use uh, what I'll call idea validation. So before I might bring this idea to a group, I might just go to a coworker and say, look, I had this idea. Um, here it is. What do you think about it? And you get some sort of small scale feedback. If it's a good idea, or maybe way to polish it up a little bit. And so doing that, it might help improve the idea or, or getting more confidence to, to to take it forward so that's one idea a little tool in the tool belt i'll, I'll call it mm-hmm. um also so if, if i'm in a meeting or a format where i've got to you know put an idea forward um i'll often use what i call um soft language to offer the idea or sort of offering the idea to the group so instead of saying i think we should do this and sort of with maybe a little bit of force, I'm, I'm using language that's a little more softer. So I may say, you know, I'm just thinking out loud here, but I have this idea. What if we did this? Or the language could be um, something to start off saying, um, I'm, you know, you know, thinking off the top of my head here, but what about if, if we try this? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the idea is you're sort of offering the idea to the group, not forcing the idea on okay. the group. And that it gives me a little confidence just to say it versus not saying it. But also it sort of brings in the group you're talking to and, you know, let them mold the idea over or, or, or contribute to it. So just the way that you, you state the idea can sort of get me over the hump to, to get it out there versus, you know, keeping it in my head. Yeah. That's another idea. And then I got even one more for you, Wes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if I have an idea, I, I say, I think we should do this. And I like to say the reason or reasons why. So we should do this idea because A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that just gives me a little more confidence because I'm saying, you know, stating my reasoning. Um, but also, if you state the reasons why you're putting it out there, again, it gives your audience a clear understanding of where you're coming from. And then, you know, they can, if they want to uh, discuss your rationale, that's fine. But mm-hmm. you have a, a better chance of, of the idea being accepted and being contemplated if you sort of state the reason why versus just here's what we should do okay um those just a couple ideas are i call little hacks or communication hacks that have helped me um you know get over that fear and put the idea out there express myself versus versus not yeah no i think those are great and particularly i myself i probably could have benefited from a lot of this in the past because i definitely know that i don't know if it's because i was an introvert or or what the deal was doing those those hard ass it, it was difficult for me because i was kind of afraid i would get shot down and then that would make me seem weaker or less in control so if yeah. phrasing it differently i guess yeah that it, you can kind of psych yourself into actually putting the ask out there and it actually may come across as a bit more reasonable too not as pushy so i think that's just a good thing yeah. in general right yeah, definitely yeah so why did you want to write this book what what inspired you to do that? 
Um, because I wish I had had it when yeah. I was, uh, you know, 22, just starting out. But my thought was that, you know, I've, I've had a bunch of things I've developed, such as those I just described, and they're more in the book about, you know, how to perform well at a meeting or building some working relationships and getting feedback. But I thought that, you know, if I collected this wisdom, if I might say, and put it together, I, I think it would help a lot of other people. Um, who are similar to me, similar introverts like you and me, Wes. So mm-hmm. that was really the the primary objective. Plus, it was a way for me to, you know, have a creative outlet and gain a new skill of writing a book or sort of a challenge I made to myself. Yeah. It was the first book I've written. So, you know, I put myself through it and challenged myself and I was able to do it. So Excellent. those are primary drivers for, for, uh, for, for me to write the book. Yeah. And I did want to ask you about the writing process. I'm a writer myself. And, um, so how, how was it to write the book? I mean that in a sense, like that's, that's what we introverts are made for that kind of yep. contemplative work, but it's one of the hardest things in the world to write a book. Um, yeah, so it was a lot of work. Uh, I did purchase a, um, book writing course online and that was sort of my uh, guidepost of a process and a way to do it so that helped me but um yeah just having a goal and trying to meet it some way and yeah it was, it was a lot of work uh, a lot of frustration and you know trying to <laughs> write 15,000 words which is actually a short book by most standards but it took me a year to do it but uh, sure but yeah <laughs> Having a system help me and then just having a goal for myself and trying to meet it was uh, able to get me through and get it done. Awesome. Well, that's definitely an accomplishment. And yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet, but I intend to. It sounds like something that would be hugely beneficial to pretty much you know, any, any introvert who has a job, which <laughs> I assume would be most introverts. Um, so where can they find the book? So it's on Amazon, so easy to find. Uh, you can get it in um, Kindle or hardcover, so easy to get. And um, I mean, it's not that long. I think if someone who's earlier mid-career introvert looking to do better in these areas and at their job, you know, I think if you read it, even if, even if you took a couple, only a couple of the tips away, you can use them, you know, in a lot of different aspects of your work life and even personal life as well. Sure. So, uh, I think it's a, a good investment, a good small investment if, if, if you're trying to improve at work. Yeah, it sounds like it for sure. And I, I, there's not enough stuff out there about that. That's why at Introvert Unbound, we do have, you know, one of our pillars is is around the work situation. And um, yeah, I, I think introverts have just so much to offer. And it's just sometimes we're, we're limited in our potential just because we're not putting ourselves out there. And so it's like unlocking that that door, you know, you're providing the key to unlock this door that, um, I think so many introverts can really benefit from. So that's really awesome that you're doing that. Do you have any uh, social media or links or anything like that where people can follow you? Um, I did just start the Twitter account recently. Um, so it's at introvert shine and actually there's no I in front of introvert because someone else had taken it. So it's, um, and, uh, trovert shine really. Sure. They should be able to search that that or search Jim Saunders on Twitter. uh, You'll find it. Okay. Yeah. And we'll definitely put that out um, in our blurbs and get that out to folks. Um, Really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I have one more question for you. So these skills, I I think a lot of people who are introverts are like, okay, so, so I'm going to, 
start doing this and this is going to be just this lifelong struggle where now I have to to talk to people more and more does it in your opinion does it get easier once you start taking those first steps yes yes for sure so these little hacks so I still use them I'll probably always use them but in terms of being able to press ideas or speak up in a meeting or speak my mind, you know, it's definitely a lot easier for me now. And actually I don't have all that much fear um, about them anymore. So to answer your question, yes. But so that, but again, it's small wins. So start small, try and speak up here and there or speak up in a meeting uh, or reach out to folks more. And as, as, as the more you do it, you get more confidence. Those fears start to uh, dwindle, I would say. So Yes, it, it gets easier. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's definitely good news, and that's what I found to be my experience as well. So uh, no one has any excuse not to um, you know, make the best version of yourself and start kicking butt in the, your career and your workplace. And so this has I been – Yeah, well, thanks again, Jim. Really, really appreciate it. Um, this, is, this is like a huge, huge component that I think is – you know, severely overlooked, and I myself have been overlooking aspects of it. So this is a nice um, kick in the butt for me to focus a bit more on those components. And uh, yeah, so this has been uh, Wes Colton with the Introvert Unbound podcast, and take care, everyone.